Genesis 28. Isaac called Jacob, blessed him, and commanded him, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padam Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father. Take a wife from there, from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be a company of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may inherit the land where you travel, which God gave to Abraham. Isaac sent Jacob away. He went to Paddan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Paddan Aram to take a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a command, saying, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and mother and was gone to Paddan Aram. Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please Isaac, his father. So Esau went to Ishmael and took, in addition to the wives that he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth, to be his wife. Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. He took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. He dreamed and saw a stairway set upon the earth and its top reached to heaven. Behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Behold, Yahweh stood above it and said, I am Yahweh, the God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. I will give the land you lie on to you and to your offspring. Your offspring will be as the dust of the earth, and you will spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. In you and in your offspring, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you again into this land. For I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken of to you. Jacob awakened out of his sleep and he said, Surely Yahweh is in this place and I didn't know it. He was afraid and he said, How awesome this place is. This is none other than God's house and this is the gate of heaven. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar, and he poured oil on its top. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, and Yahweh will be my God, then this stone which I have set up for a pillar will be God's house. Of all that you will give me, I will surely give you a tenth. This chapter starts with Isaac telling his son Jacob to go away to you know, a distant land where his um, uncle lived and take a wife from his uncle's family. In other words, marry within the family, but do not marry a Canaanite. And they're surrounded by people living in the land of Canaan and with all sorts of different false religions and, and all sorts of terrible practices like child sacrifice. And 
And so Isaac is now telling his son, don't marry into these families. It will keep separated from the things that these families are doing. And this is what Abraham did with Isaac. He sent his servant away to the same area to get a wife for Isaac. Well, now Isaac's doing the same for Jacob. And um, it's just a lesson to us to be mindful of the worldly people that are all around us. We're not looking at them as though uh, that we can't ever have anything to do with them. But um, in this situation of choosing someone to marry, you don't want to marry into the worldliness. You want to stay separated from it. And, and so Jacob does as his father says, and off he goes. But Esau has already married several of the local women. We learned about them in a previous chapter. And he realizes, oh, I've done something that my dad doesn't approve of. So now he goes and gets a third wife, a third wife from the um, daughters of Ishmael. So Ishmael is, you know, his uncle, another uncle, but a closer one. And um, we, we don't know what Isaac thought of this because it just doesn't say, but, but he doesn't seem to consult his father. Like Jacob gets the instruction directly from Isaac to say, off you go and do this. But Ishmael just does it on his own without consulting. And um, Ishmael seems to have the struggle that many people have where they just do what they think without inquiring of the Lord or trying to find out what pleases the Lord. They just do what they naturally think. And so there are even people in churches who have done you know, worldly things, lived however they want, and then they notice a fellow Christian doing something different. You know, like how Esau noticed Jacob doing something that his father wanted. So, but then these worldly Christians, instead of going to the Lord to say, Lord, what do you want? Or going to a pastor and, and sharing and the, the struggle and getting some advice, they still do what they think. Um, and it's just something different, not necessarily right. And so here we've got Esau, and, and he's probably 77, 78, 79 years of age at this point that he takes a third wife. That's a long time to go just living however you think without you know, the wisdom and the guidance of the Lord or of your spiritual parents. And that's a good thing to consider. You know, do we as Christians honor our spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, the people that the Lord's put in our life to guide us? No one's perfect. So we're not holding up spiritual fathers over us as um, these models of perfect uh, people that we have to obey and do everything they say. We're not saying it like that. What we're talking about is honour, people who care for us, people who are over us in the Lord. And in the same way we've been told to honour our parents, and they're not perfect either, but the command to honour really doesn't have anything to do with how perfect they are. So we should honour our spiritual parents. Um, our pastors, for example, people over us in the Lord, even though they too are not perfect. And in doing so, grace flows to us. And one of the ways that we honour them is by going to them and saying, what do you think about this situation? Esau could have honoured his father by going to him and saying, I've taken these wives. I didn't realise this displeased you. What's your advice? And um, even if nothing could be done about it at that moment, the act of going and acknowledging and discussing is an act of honour because it shows the value in the heart towards those people. So Jacob is now on his way and he has a dream. He has a dream. He sleeps with a rock for a pillow and that just does not sound comfortable to me at all. <laughs> and um, 
he has this dream of angels coming and going and God is in heaven and, and God repeats the promise that he made to Abraham and the same promise that he made to Isaac. The promise to, you know, I'm giving you this land and dwell in it and walk in it and I'm with you and I'm going to bless those who bless you. You know, the promise is repeated. And Jacob is obviously not a perfect human being. He's had many faults and we've pretty much only seen his faults up to this point. But he did have a desire for God's blessing. He had a desire. He honored his parents. He listened to what they had to say. And um, I think that there's something that carries over to us here in this. We see that God is a God of generations. God blesses a father and then the son and then his son. And it goes down the generations. And here we are a long time later. And yet we, we see that this is what God is like. God is a God who not only speaks blessing over them, it speaks blessing over us. And if we are people who would walk in the ways of the Lord and seek him, then his blessing and favor is over our lives as well. His blessing is repeated. And in a sense, we are Abraham's descendants. So we have the promise as well. And that's something worth clinging to as Christians, you know, to go to the Lord, mindful that we're not perfect, like Jacob wasn't perfect, but to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to have your blessing. I want to have your favor. I want to know your ways. And that's what Jacob did. When Jacob, when Jacob woke up from that dream and he, he saw that, he said, the Lord is my God. And that's interesting in a few different ways. But in one way, we realize that Abraham had made the Lord his God and Isaac had made the Lord his God. And here's Jacob, had always known about God because of his, his father and grandfather, but now he's having his own revelation. And it's not enough for us as Christians, excuse me, to depend on the revelation of our pastor or the revelation of our parents or those who've gone before us. We have to come to the place of having our own revelation. So we seek the Lord for that. And, um, but on the other hand, the world at the time was full of, of false gods and false idols and you, you had a choice. And Jacob is saying, no, you will be my God and I will follow you. And that's also the something we have to choose. We've got so many options around us in the world. We can live however we want. But no, we should come to the place where we say, Lord, you will be my God and I will follow you. No matter how enticing things are around me, you will be mine. And then Jacob says to the Lord, I'm going to tithe. And he gives him a tithe as a sign of that. And that's interesting too, because tithing obviously isn't, just a law from the Bible. It's something that goes right back before all those laws, which we haven't even got to yet. And it starts with people like Jacob and Abraham, people who tithe because they wanted to. And as Christians, giving has always been a first and foremost a matter of our heart, saying, Lord, you're my God, and I want to be a giver. And so these are all the ways that we can respond to God right here in this chapter, through our love, through our choices, through our seeking of him for blessing, through our honoring of our parents and through tithing. There's actually quite a lot in this chapter. You would not have thought so when you first read it. So Lord, bless those listening today and uh, may the graces that, Abra that Abraham and Isaac and now in this chapter, Jacob, may the graces that they discovered in you be ours. So we take a hold of them by faith and we thank you for them today in Jesus' name.